0: But God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. And now you have secretly surely gone because you greatly longed for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods, the idols? Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Perhaps you would take your daughters from me by force. With whomever you find, and he answers the other one, For with whoever you find your gods, do not let them live. In the presence of our brethren, identify what I have of yours and take it with you. For Jacob did not know that Rachel stole the idols. Okay? So, Jacob's unaware of this. Jacob is really an honest man here. He didn't take anything from Laban that wasn't his. So God warns Laban in a dream, don't harm Jacob. And you know what? God can do that for you. Anybody wants to harm you, you know, God will do that for you. He can cause a dream to fall on them and say, don't you touch my servant. Don't you touch my servant. And they won't. Why do you think Abimelech never took Rebekah to his bed? Why do you think uh, Sarah wasn't taken to bed with Pharaoh in Egypt? Because God was protecting them. And God will protect you. He gives his angels charge over you to bear you up, says Psalm 91. God warns Laban. So listen, Jacob's enjoying divine protection from 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 uh, from Laban. But Laban confronts Jacob for leaving. He's half right and he's half wrong. He said, why did you leave in secret? And he's half wrong because he did not have noble intentions. Laban wanted to wipe Jacob out. But he did not have low, noble intentions, and God warned him in a dream. Don't you touch. Be careful what you do and what you say to, to Jacob. See, God's going to protect Jacob because this is the line to Messiah. This is the line that's going to re- lead to the seed of the woman that is going to crush Satan's skull at the cross, and we know that God is going to protect this seed. He did it all through Scripture. He did it in the Book of Esther, protected the Jews from being destroyed. He did it in the town of Bethlehem, protecting the babies to to be not, not the the seed of the woman. Jesus would not be killed in Bethlehem. He's done it all along through the Scriptures. Okay, Jacob calls a curse. On whoever stole Laban's idols, he didn't know Rachel, the woman, the wife that he loved, had taken the idols. He said, "Listen, if you find those idols in my camp, we'll kill the person that stole it, and then you can have your idols back." But you know that Rachel comes up with a a, a, a good plan. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. So this is punishable by death. And I tell you what. If Leah would have known that Rachel stole the idols, she probably would have squealed on her, And that way, Rachel would be out of her way because they would kill her. So verses 33 through 45, and then Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, and into the two maids' tents. So that's Bilhah and Zilpha, Okay? But he did not find the idols, and he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols, but she put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them, and Laban searched all about the tent but did not find them. And she said to her father, let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of woman is upon me. And he searched, but did not find the household idols. She was sitting on the saddle, and that's where the idols were. And because she was, was having the time of the month that she was the way of a woman, you know, they stayed away from her, okay? And it saves her life. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But I know if Leah knew it, Rachel would have been dead because they had too much bitterness between them. It's customary that the children stand before the father in those days, and Rachel would not get up to stand before her father because the way of woman was on her. And because she didn't, he probably knew she was right. And he probably, she was probably a, a good woman and never lied, so her dad uh, believed her. I'll bet you she never thought that this could cost her her life when she took those idols. I mean, that, that brings a point to everybody here tonight. Sin will always cost you more than you think. Sin always hides its true cost. Let me say that again. Sin always will cost you more than you think. Sin will hide its true cost. A lot of people march around the world they think sin ain't so bad. But the Bible says that sin eventually leads to death. And we got to get control of this. You know James 14, 15. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away and carried away by his own lust and enticed. And then when lust has conceived, it brings forth death or sin. And then sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Remember I told you about the Komodo dragon? He'll bite He'll bite the water buffalo. He'll follow it around for days or even weeks until the saliva and all the parasites in the Komodo dragon's body, you know, in his saliva will will actually kill, eventually, the water buffalo. And then the Komodo dragon will have a field day. And that's what sin does. It'll kill you slowly. It'll kill us all slowly if we let it. Jacob rebukes Laban for insulting his integrity in verses 36 through 42. And Jacob was angry and rebuked Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Although you have searched all my things, what part of your household things have you found? Set it here before my brethren that they may judge between us both. These 20 years I have been with you. Your use." And your female goats have not miscarried their young. And I have not eaten the rams of your flock. That which was torn by beasts, I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required it of me at my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was in the day of the drought, in the day the drought consumed me and the frost by night. My sleep departed from my eyes. I have been in your house 20 years. I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages 10 times. Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of of Isaac had been with me, surely you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you tonight. That's the message that I named this tonight. The message title tonight is, God has seen my affliction. See, God saw everything that Laban was doing to Jacob over these 20 years, and now it's payment time, and Laban is paying up. And Jacob says, listen, unless God didn't show up in a dream, would you would have killed me by now. Basically, but God rebuked you, Laban. he come out really bold. God rebuked you, Laban. What did I do to you? I was a perfect employee. I treated you with respect. I worked day and night. I sweated by day and I froze by night. And if somebody, if a wolf stole a sheep, I repaid it to you. He was saying, If it wasn't for God seeing my affliction, and God sees your affliction, church, and He will come through, and He will rebuke the devourer. It's just the way God works. He protects His people like you would protect your son or your daughter or your grandchildren. You will protect them and keep them, and so will God. He sees your affliction, and those people will pay. It might not be in this life, but it will be done. Hopefully, I hope they all repent and get saved, and I can sing and see them in the kingdom and and tell them, you know how great our God is. Malachi three five actually says it. and I'll paraphrase it: God is against those who oppress the hireling in his wages. You can read that in a paraphrase. God is against those who oppress the the hireling, and it also says also says, also says widows and orphans. God, it does not approve of those who oppress, you know, the hireling, the widows, and the orphans. God rebuked him, and that God rebuked Laban, and that's why he didn't hurt Jacob. D. L. Moody said this. If you take care of your character, your reputation will take care of itself. So you watch how you are as a character, and, rep- and God will, and your reputation will be good. Doesn't mean you'll be perfect. I'm sure there's times where you'll fall, but you know it will make you an integrable person. Jacob is not fooled by Laban's false generosity. You know. Um, he, he said, you know, I, I know you would have hurt me if or killed me if, it, if God had not said to uh, be careful. Okay, Genesis. Let's go on. We'll say 33 to 50. Here, Laban, I'm just going describe it to you because we're running out of time. Jacob and Laban set up a memorial pillar as a witness a boundary marker because they're gonna make a covenant according to verse forty four. They're gonna make a covenant with one another. May the Lord in 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 uh, in Aramaic it's Jegar Hadadutha, which means a watch tower. A watch tower. And he's saying the Lord will watch that you don't cross from this power rocks. You don't cross over to me to do me harm, and I won't cross over to you to do your harm. This is not a covenant of peace. It's a covenant of, of an unfriendly parting. They're parting unfriendly, but they're departing. They're saying to one another, I won't come after you, you won't come after me by this pillar that they set up. Okay? um it's not a blessing it's a warning this when they see that power rocks it's a warning to them do not cross over and hurt Laban and Jacob or Laban you don't cross over and hurt uh Jacob so Laban said to Jacob verse 51 here's a heap and here is this pillar which I have placed between you and me, the heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness that I will not pass beyond this heap to you, and you will not pass beyond this heap to me to me and this pillar for harm, for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of the fathers of their fathers, judged between us. Jacob swore by fear of his father Isaac. And Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his brethren to eat bread. And they ate bread and stayed all night. And on the mountain, and early the next morning, Laban arose, kissed his sons and his daughters, and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned to his place. So Laban departs, okay? He's losing two daughters, 12 grandchildren, and he even has uh, uh, women, you know, uh, girl grandchildren. He's losing servants and flocks. God's blessing brought by Jacob and he's lost his idols too. Laban took a big loss for all of his deception and his conniving and changing a righteous man's uh, wages ten times. Jacob gains everything and Laban loses. There's a spiritual principle here. Patiently endure your hardships. Hey, Paul said to Timothy, Endure hardships with me as a good soldier of Christ. Listen, we're Christians. We can go through hardships. Right now, the world is coming down on Christians. Okay, We happen to live in America. People still come down on Christians, but not like rolling, you know, killing them for believing in Jesus right now. Trust God to bless you. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt us at the proper time. God spoke, uses people and situations in our life to either shape you up or mold you into what He wants to make from you. He doesn't see you as who you are. He sees you as what you can become. Do you remember when when? when he went up to Gideon, and he says, Oh, mighty valiant warrior. And Gideon was hiding out. God saw Gideon not as who he was, a coward. He saw him as who he can become. And that's the way we are. And that's the way God looks at every one of us here today. He looks at not who you are or what you are, but who you will become. And you got you got to remember, you probably... said something like that in your commitment prayer to Christ you probably said something like um, you know make me the man make me the woman that you want me to be and that means that means exactly that God mold me shape me into the man or woman that you want me to be if some of you ran out on that commitment if some of you need to renew that commitment you need to do it now so that God can see you as who you prayed you could be and then he can see you in that light of who you will become as a son and a daughter of Christ so renew your commitment today just say lord i'm a sinner i backslid i backslid away from you please i i repent i turn back to you i ask jesus to come and live his life into in me, with all of with all of me, saturate me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you the rest of the days of my life and to you be the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. That's all for tonight. We'll see you Sunday, 10 a.m. for those of you online. If any of you accepted Christ tonight, please. Send me an email, joe at freedomchurchpb.org, joe at freedomchurchpb.org, so we can rejoice in Jesus as the angels will be to your recommitment to the Lord Jesus. Remember, God wants to make you who you can be, not who you are. That's called Born Again. In Jesus' name, I love you all. Bye-bye.